The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Before that, Eleanor, we've buckets of questions. How are you? Good, very good. Thank you, Anton. Have you ever been tempted to have your legs lengthened? Never. Never. So, it, so it, good. 170 uh, grand for six inches. I, I, I would worry about... It shouldn't be... A, I know people may be unhappy, but I think that it'd be better to try and maybe be happy with the length of your own legs, unless it was extremely I difficult. have to say, if I had €170,000 and would I wanted be? to be three inches... And I'm happy enough with my current height. Yes. But if I wasn't and I had the money, why not? Because Why shouldn't I get my little femur I, stretched? I had a four foot eleven granny who was perfectly happy. Um, we come from a family of very short people, um, so and they all seem quite happy. I, I think that some great for long haul flights. It has to be said. Oh, great for long haul flights. Tech saying I have a recurring red sore eye. Any ideas? A recurring red sore eye is maybe a chronic infection, uh, maybe a blocked tear gland, maybe allergic to your cat. Uh, probably something that needs to be looked at because your eyes are so important. Um, so a chronic red eye w- would want to be looked at. Isn't there an over-the-counter um, uh, medication that you can get for sore eye that doesn't require prescription? Some form of acid, is it? Uh, there is, and, and the ophthalmologist will be screaming on Twitter at you. So somebody should be looking at it first to, before you be doing anything like that because it's your eye. This you is why I'm not them. the doctor no. and you are. So no, if no, you have a you red sore eye, do, go to yeah, a person yeah, with expertise in yeah, the area. absolutely. Tech saying, I am a female. I have pain urinating, but it's not a UTI. I had that checked already. Is it a kidney stone lodged somewhere? What should I do? Will an ultrasound see what's happening? It's been going on for months. If it's going on for months, it could be a kidney stone, but you'd expect a little bit of blood in her urine when it would have been tested. You also mightn't have had a kidney infection that day. It might have been your own system cleaning it up. And now test your urine again 10 days later, you might have. So there comes a point where you clear it, it comes back, it's chronic, or it can be a bladder instability. Um, in which case you might like to have that looked into rather having chronic peeing going on for months, chronic discomfort and peeing going on for months. There's something happening, isn't there? Uh, a text reminding me of a, a diagnosis that you had from uh, a while ago. Um, uh, was it a navel lithos or something along uh, those lines? Yes, an umphalith. A uh, uh, what? An umphalith. An umphalith. Well, there is a text asking, for two days I have had a little itchy lump at the entrance of my navel. I like the idea of an entrance to one's yeah. navel. Uh, a little sore when I scratch. So it's not that, because an umphalith no. lives yeah. deeper in. So, thoughts. Yeah. Um, it, it could be an um, umbilical infection uh, and those need to be treated and can become a whole collection of fluid behind your navel. Um, you can also have a thing called an uracal fistula which leads from your belly button inwards there are remnants left over from when you were an embryo and sometimes they can reopen and become infected as an adult as an adult you would have thought the whole umbilical thing was boxed off at that point wouldn't you you would until you see one yeah a text saying I've been taking painkillers for several years because I have chronic pain in my joints I'm worried that I uh, either already have or will become addicted to them is there a difference between physical dependence and addiction well, I would say, first of all, he has chronic joint pain. He, he, he needs pain treatment and he might be just on paracetamol, in which case there's no problem. He won't become dependent nor addicted. Uh, but the point of painkillers is to stop pain. He has a pain syndrome. So he's who unfortunately needs painkillers. Dependency is when you have kind of problems with drawing off something. So say somebody gives you uh, certain types of medication, you might get the shakes coming off them and then that's managed, you're tapered off. But um, alcohol or 
drug addiction is when you you, you you know there's side effects, you know this is bad and you still take them because you can't stop. Um, and that's Which different. is surprisingly common even with over-the-counter painkillers. I would know oh, people whose who's use of, of codeine-based painkillers yeah, yeah, got to the point. Incredibly damaging. Incredibly damaging. And people go into hospital to be treated for that. Do they for even they for do. the counter painkillers? yeah, Nurofen Plus. And of course, what they say as well is because I get a lot of headaches. Which the answer is well, yeah, that's Re- because rebound. you're getting COVID, codeine yeah. Re- yeah. withdrawals. Yeah. So I mean, um, codeine would be something that you would get a dependence on very fast, uh, and then you would have a withdrawal from it. Uh, and sometimes you just have to go through that to get off it. Um, it was interesting when you mentioned the thing of the um, the uh, paracetamol um, as a possible for this painkiller. I was very interested. I was in the States over the summer and the cultural difference in respect of paracetamol. First of all, there's a discovery that Tylenol, that acetaminophen is paracetamol. Yeah, it was yeah. a huge revelation to me, but they sell it in giant thousand giant tubs. pill tubs. They're, yeah, they go crazy over there. They sell all sorts of things. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, I suffered from insomnia for several years, says a text. Uh, it first developed in my late teens. I eat a strict, healthy diet. I exercise and I manage my stress levels but it persists. I've tried everything and I refuse to take sleeping pills. I'm worried that this will have long term effects on my health. Uh, and I'm delighted they refuse to take sleeping tablets and sleeping tablets aren't a great idea is to get to the bottom of why this is happening. If this is that long term and they truly are over their stress um, maybe they want to see what their sleep expectations are. Are they a four hour a night sleeper like Margaret Thatcher and everybody? And I was and always sceptical about that. Who, the only I one who knew was Dennis. PR thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but maybe this person does need less sleep. Are they cranky the next day? Are they irritable? Are they tired? So if they're functioning fine but not sleeping, that's one thing. But if they're tossing and turning all night, they need to go and see somebody. They need sleep studies, maybe some cognitive behavioural therapy to help them to sleep. There are other things you can take apart from sleeping cabinets like sedating antihistamines, um, which, which harmlessly may, may help to break this pattern. Sorry, I, I got, you know, the way a, a, a word catches your eye and you get drawn yeah. to it. Well, there's one that reminds us of something you said previously that I had totally forgotten that okay. you had said. But here we go. I've Raynaud's and I usually take nifedipine, 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 nifedipine yeah. from October to March to help ease symptoms. I've heard Eleanor mention taking Viagra in the yes. past. Would she mention Viagra over Nifedipine? Um, right? Sorry, so I'm, I'm currently on HRT. Is it okay to take Viagra along with HRT, progesterone and oestrogen? How did I f- miss you saying Viagra helps with Raynaud's? Viagra was first of all developed to be something for Raynaud's. Um, that was what they were going down the path of and it never got there because they found a far bigger, better use for it in their mind, commercially anyway. Um, As in they had a control group and they said, how's your Raynaud's? They said, well, it's all right, doctor, but <laughs> I've been very having busy. some side effects. Yeah. Um, so... Nifedipine is a calcium channel blocker that helps the blood flow to your hands. And if some people still have Raynaud's and Raynaud's can be absolutely, totally horrendous, not like what some people think of as Raynaud's. It's like headache, migraine. Um, Raynaud's can give you poor growth of your nails, all sorts, really painful hands, hard to dress. So they go on Nifedipine under specialist care initiated. And then if that's not getting there, they go on Viagra. And quite often women would be on one or two Viagra a day. Um, and without wishing to get crass, does Viagra have a commensurate of side effect with women as it does with men? No. But so it just treats the Raynaud's. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's, it's a vasodilator, isn't that yeah. what it is? So it, yeah. what, improves circulation improves into the hands? circulation, yeah. Uh, tech saying, is there a way of checking your bone density? And if so, what's the procedure? I'm worried that mine is low. 
um, you go and have a thing called a DEXA scan. It's literally like lying on a bed and a thing passes over you. Very, very easy procedure. Um, you would would be something that postmenopausal women, low weight people, uh, people who've had fractures from, say, a small tumble and broke, broke their wrists. All those people get DEXA scanned to see if they have an underlying uh, bone density issue. And if you have an underlying bone density issue, has the ship sailed or is there anything you oh, can no. do to improve bone density? We can get it right back to normal. Can you? Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason everyone should be getting shorter as they get older anymore. Um, so and is that what that. makes you shorter as you get older? It's compression. Yeah, yeah. So the getting shorter as you're older is hopefully gone if you get your Texas. And it saves you 170 grand getting the legs oh stretched my God, as well. Absolutely. It's funny you mentioned the Dex scan. I remember talking to a professional rugby player who shall remain nameless who was telling me that when he was playing, they used to Dexa scan the players so that they could get absolutely specific BMI because the only way to see the difference okay. between fat, muscle, and bone weights and densities. Yeah was DEXA scanning them. I wasn't in a public DEXA scanning machine because they wouldn't take them. Yeah. Do they not? No, you need to have a reason to be getting a, a, a scan. There's a bit of radiation in these Well, things. beating the New Zealanders is a good start, isn't They're it? radiating your rugby team. Well, OK. Maybe, maybe it was Maybe it was MRI. No, MRI wouldn't do it, would it? Well, MRI would without radiation. Always yeah. a good thing. Always a good thing. <laughs> we'll do a, a, Have we time for one more? Uh, okay, we'll do uh, one very quick one. 14-year-old son struggling with obesity, don't want to give up junk food. Is there anything I can do to help him? Yeah, tell him that you're doing it for health and tell him you're doing it for um, fitness, model good behaviour and think about bringing him to a dietitian. And there are obesity programmes for teenagers and see is he happy, do you know? Um, and so is there an underlying judgment. emotional issue? Yeah, absolutely. Eleanor, as always, great pleasure talking to you. There's buckets more than we could get to, but we will save them up for the next time that you're in. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.